Good morning, everybody. This is part two of 2007 to 2011. This podcast was big and it had a lot in it. So let's get down to business. I had transferred in 2009 to a new Walmart. And at that time, I had also moved out of my parents' place and I was now living in an apartment complex. I got an apartment, loved it, it was great, I had freedom. I had gone out of Walmart and I was close to home at a Walmart and I was living in my own place by then. So without further ado, I'll tell you that at this Walmart, it was a tough situation. Alberta Garcia was the store manager and she was mean. Holy cow. She was bad tempered. And I think the pressure really got to her. And as I was there training new CSMs and interviewing and getting new guys in and training cashiers, I trained them Alberta Garcia was tough, and I had got warnings from Chad Garrison and Angelica that Alberta was tough. She was not the easiest person. Well, Alberta was the store manager. We set up store. We did really well setting up store, and then as we as we set up store, we 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 did a lot of good things. So we had a tobacco section. We we had the works. This was one of the big WalMarts. Now, I get closer to Holly. Me and Holly are living together by then. Me and Holly had moved very quickly. Um, In a month, we were dating. Two months, we were living together. And three months, we were engaged. Well, I'm working Walmart. Holly's maintenance at the Rio Rancho Walmart. She didn't get a transfer. And I was CSM daytime at the Wyoming and Manola Walmart. We were separated, but we spent our time together. And I had good times with Holly. The one problem was Holly wanted kids and I didn't want kids. I talk about kids, you know, and she'd talk about kids, but I'd say we can't afford kids. And many people told us don't get her pregnant. Do not get her pregnant. I mean, even on the first date we had, we had done some business and I had to get the morning after pills for her because I was afraid she'd get pregnant. Besides all that, just taking precautions. I'm not proud of it. We worked at Walmart. So I'm living in my apartment. I'm doing well. I'm on a one bedroom with on the second floor. And I remember when I moved out, mom and dad brought a trailer and we unloaded all my stuff. And I had a lot of stuff to move in, a lot of furniture and stuff. So, so moving out, working at Walmart. Then the bad news came. I got caught up in drama at Walmart and it was awful. I was not doing well at Walmart. I was stressed. I was in a different environment. I was mad at my uncle because he came in and he was, he, he kind of pushed me out of the way. That was my spotlight, I felt. And I remember telling mom I was very upset about that. So, with my uncle, let bygones be bygones. So, January came and I was stressed out. By then, Holly had broken up with me and Holly had left me because I was probably not giving her the kids that she wanted. So, she had left. It was very sad, and I was devastated. It took me three years to recover from that heartbreak. And it was a difficult time for me. I was, I got in five wrecks in a year. I was screwing up repeatedly. My job was affected. And plus I was getting death threats from Holly's new boyfriend. So I had a full plate and then it just wasn't easy. I'd gotten pulled over by a cop in Rio Rancho coming back from Holly's place. So that was not fun. 
However, I did learn a lot from this. It made me tougher and it did show me that I can heal and that I also learned that you can't let personal life affect your work life because that really affected me. As time went on, everybody was so mad at Alberta. We'd be radioing each other. What mood is she in? What mood is she in? She's in a bad mood. Run. We would radio each other over the radio and then we'd be scattering because we didn't want to get into trouble. So we avoided Alberta for the most part. She, she yelled at me one time for not getting returns done. And another time she yelled at me to get back on a register or else she would, or that was insubordination. And it was time for me to go. And I had wanted to go home because my shift was over. So I remember leaving and then I came back later, apologized. But after that, I think the damage was done. I didn't get along with employees well, and that was due to my autism. But I did learn a lot from Walmart. And on January 9th, 2010, I was fired. Now, I had to go back to DVR. It was back to the drawing board. However, I did get another job. I worked at Rich Ford, a car dealership. But the car salesmen would get into your head. They loved to get into your head. It was awful when they got into your head. They would say, you're allowed to take my sales but you're not allowed to touch my sales. I mean, it was weird. But they, they said, you're not allowed to touch my sales. I'm allowed to take your sales. So they would jump in on my sales. I lasted three days there, and I got the job through a guy named John Noel. John Noel was a job developer because Juanita Smith had left. So John Noel was a good guy. We got along, and we worked together, and did. I went through some jobs, 23 to be exact. But anyways... Rich Ford didn't work out, so then I go to extra space storage. By then I was pining for Holly. I wanted Holly back, but I was not getting her back. Holly had cut me off and was gone. And, and that, that devastated me. You know, a part of me had died when I had to say goodbye to Holly. That was very hard. And, you know, we, we never, we, we didn't meet again. And it was tough, you know, heart, broken heart is no fun, and she was my first serious relationship, and I felt devastated, the pain, I cried, it was that painful, and Holly was gone, you know, so after I went on to Extra Space Storage, I got the interview, did well, I did really well there, now the key to Extra Space Storage was renting out storage units to other people, getting them in a storage unit that would work for them, and that's what I did, I worked with them on storage units, We'd, we'd ask them for the specifications and what they were looking for, and then we'd fit them in the right one. And then we had to go through and check to make sure none were in foreclosure or they were, they, their stuff was being auctioned off. I had to cut the locks at auctions. There was a lot entailing that. We had to go through and make sure everything was in order on the locks. We had to inspect. We rode around in a golf cart. Extra space storage was a lot of work, but I got 40 hours a week. I was making some money. And it was a very good job for me. I had interviewed well and had gotten that job. Then one day, my boss, Ryan, had been drinking on the job. And I ratted him out. And he had been drinking, and that was no good. You know, the district manager came rushing in from Santa Fe and terminated him. Well, that's when I got a little bit of a big head, and I needed to learn to be humble. I said I was the acting store manager. Well... I was not the acting store manager, and I had really stressed a lot of people out, and I wasn't getting along with them well, to the point of where I decided, you know what, I need to resign and go find another job. And that's what I did. After Extra Space Storage, I started Ross in 2010, 
Oh, Ross was in the summer of 2010. Spring, actually. I was loss prevention, and make a long story short, I kept an eye on people that were trying to steal. I was a, I just kept an eye on everything and made sure I was a theft deterrent. Because the Ross there, people steal like crazy. And you got to be on your A-game with these people. So... I was there about a couple of weeks at Ross, and then I went to Toys R Us, where I became the store manager. Now, Toys R Us was massive for me. This was one of the most, most craziest things I've ever been through, and it was one of the biggest accomplishments. Toys R Us Expresses were opening up in Santa Fe. They had one up there, and Andy Geyer was the district manager, marketing manager. He was my boss. Well, I put in for it. I interviewed well, and I beat guys out for the interview, and then I had to drive to Santa Fe every day. For those, here's a little history of Santa Fe. Santa Fe has a mall, Santa Fe Place Mall, but then you drive 50 minutes to get up there. It's about a 50-mile drive to Santa Fe. So every day I was commuting to Santa Fe. When you get to Santa Fe, it's a bit more disorganized than Albuquerque. A lot of wealthy live up there, a lot of poor people. It varies. It's smaller than Albuquerque, though, just so you know. So up in Santa Fe, I begin to work. I set up my own store, I trained in Albuquerque, I interviewed, I was making some good money at that job. And there was one problem though, driving up was killing me. Then there was another issue that would bury me down the road. There was a lady named Christina Tooker. Christina Tooker wanted my position. I had not hired her at first, but then I came back and hired her. And she was kind of mad over that, that I hadn't hired her at the first time. Then I promoted her when Roy and Joanna, my two supervisors, left. The two supervisors that worked for me left. I made Christina Tooker a manager. Well, to make a long story short, we set up my store. We set up the toys. Customers came in. It was a store that did two grand in sales a day, which was beautiful. I love doing that much money a day for a little mall store like that. It was a Toys R Us Express. And we would run our toys on U-boats through the mall from the truck and we would unload them all and then shelve them. And I remember I was blaring my music and I had people wanting a job and it was awesome. I was a very energetic, motivated guy and I'm 21 years old, 22, I'm motivating people. And it was fun and I said, no one leaves until the store is done for the day. And I wish I had the pictures to the stay of that store. But... Everybody got kind of mutinous. <laughs> they said, they said, why can't we go? And I said, because the store's not done. I was following orders from my boss. And then the store came into play. We were set up and the bad blood started. Christina Tooker was mad at me. And so she spread a lot of bad things about me saying I was being inappropriate and I was doing, doing inappropriate things about my personal life. And that was bad. So I was then investigated by Michael Peters HR and Andy Geyer, who was from Colorado. I had to do a statement, and then in the end, I was I was released. And that was devastating for me, because it was all a lie. I had not done any of that. And it was horrible. I was hurt and embarrassed. I had been a store manager, and I remember telling Andy, when I'm waiting and they're giving me the runaround, I said, let me know if I can go back to work, because if you don't, I'm going to get my keys and go back to work. So that was that, you know, and as time went on, I, this was 2010, I had left this job and it was, it was crazy, you know, I, I was down in the dumps and then I started writing. I wrote 
a book. It never hit the market, but it was Room 205, The Evil Within, a story that had very bad editing, but I wrote it because I liked it, and I've always liked to write. Writing has been my thing, and that took the pain off of Holly and Toys R Us was writing. So it was all good for me to be writing, and it took the pain off. So 2011, 2010, I'm working various odd jobs, not really sticking with anything. I worked at Journeys in September of 2010, just about, and that was not a good fit for me. I was an assistant manager, and then they demoted me because I wasn't making shoe sales. Then, after Journeys, I worked at, oh God, I worked at a lot of jobs, but I had 23 jobs, mind you. I'm not going to go into detail on all of them because it would take forever. But by 2011, I had been at JCPenney, Dollar Tree, um, Flexicompras. That was where you sold TVs. I'd been at all these jobs. And quite frankly, I was very, very worn out and very, very tired from working because of all what I'd been through. And I couldn't keep a job. And that was the hard part. Then there was Office Max. Uh, now, Office Max was interesting because I got there in November of 2011, and I went ballistic when they fired me. So, that to make a long story short, those were all the jobs that I had in a nutshell. But I will point out, this was training ground for later years. All of these jobs I had from 2007 to 2011 and even beyond are training ground for the later years I went through. It was getting me ready for my big plan, the bigger scheme of things. How can you ever start a business if you don't work for someone? How can you ever start a business if you don't learn from other people? How can you ever start a business if you're not, if you're not knowing how to lead, if you don't have the skills or tools? You've got to work before you can start a business. You've got to be able to do your own business. So 2011 ended. By then, my friend Nate had gotten a restraining order on me because I'd called him out for drinking and driving. He was not happy. So he got a restraining order on me, and I was pretty down in the dumps by then. Several car wrecks. I was beat up and tired. I kept going through cars. Finally, one day, Dad said to me, he said, you've got to change up your driving habits. He said, you suck. And so after that, I started to clean up my driving habits. Wasn't so distracted with my phone and iPod. So 2011 came to an end. And in 2012, it gets interesting because that's where my life really started to pick up in my mid-20s, early mid-20s. So that's all I got. I hope everyone has an awesome day. Stay healthy during this virus. And I hope you're ready for podcast the next one. All right. Bye.